and welcome to this latest edition of the Come On You Spurs podcast. My name's Dan Tracy and I'll be your host for the next 45 minutes or so as we talk all things Tottenham because win or lose, we'll discuss the news. Now usually I'm joined by two trusted assistant managers but unfortunately Cole is still out injured and once again we'll be listening from the sidelines. But don't panic because I've managed to fill the void accordingly. So first up, James is once again back to offer his views on all things Spurs. James, how have you been since we last spoke? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Just hoping the uh, the the, uh, the results take a bit of a positive turn. But yeah, not too bad, mate. Thank you. Don't we all? And also joining us, and I guess our first ever guest on the podcast is Steve, who also runs the Hot Spurs podcast. So Steve, it's a pleasure to have you on board. How are things with you, my friend? Yeah, great. Uh, Half term, finally. So uh, absolutely chatted, but going to get some sleep this week, hopefully. Good work. Yes, the, uh, the catch-up period is uh, on the horizon for you then. So, let's get the social media bits out of the way first so we can dissect Sunday and more in full. So, as always, don't forget to subscribe to the Common New Spurs app where the podcast will be available each and every Tuesday morning. You can, of course, follow us across social media. We're on Twitter at C-O-Y-S underscore C-O-M. We're also on all the major audio platforms, which is Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, you know, you name it, we're on there. And uh, you can subscribe via those offerings also. And if we're not on any platform you need, get in touch and we'll make sure it is. So, let's get down to business. And that business, I guess, is one step forward. Should we say two steps back? Yeah, let's say two steps back. Because it seemed to have finally clicked on Tuesday. You thought, yes, you know, there's a bit of a glimmer of hope. But because of events against Liverpool, it doesn't feel like that anymore. So, James, the question which is most pertinent here, should Pochettino go with the same lineup that did so well last Tuesday? Or was he right to bring the Wantways back into the fold? I think, you know, it, it's, pretty, it's a fairly obvious answer. Uh, I think, you know, we were so good on, on Tuesday and, and there, there was a good atmosphere around the ground and around the squad. Um, I, I, I think he could have tweaked it a little rather than rather than going for the wholesale changes that he did. I, I completely understand why he rotated. You know, Pochettino's been well known for his for his rotation, especially of, in positions such as fullback. But I think he could have been a bit smarter about things. You know, I think he could have looked at uh, uh, changing things up in in the Belgrade game and and it, with with an eye towards Liverpool and with an eye towards using those players against Liverpool, you know, and Dombele played played the whole game um, against against Red Star, and I think you know looking at the bench and with Tottenham being three 0 up uh, at half time and 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 coasting, we'd have thought well, and Dombele is a player that we're going to want in, uh, against Liverpool. Why not? Give yes, give say Eric Dyer the, the whole of the second half rather than the, the, the cameo that he got, and and have and Dombele nice and fresh for the weekend. Sam's the fullbacks. It was it was so so obvious that that, that Ben Davis was was uh, in better form than Danny Rose. You know we we looked much more of a threat down the left hand side. I thought Davis was absolutely excellent on Tuesday, uh, but, but you know Pochettino is is I guess you could call him a very loyal manager. He's been loyal to to players such as, as Rose. Uh, and Winks and Sissoko is, is his preferred midfield pivot at times, even even when Ndombele is is fit and ready. Um, you know, it, it's easy to say in hindsight that that, that he should have gone with uh, different players, but I think you know a lot of us expressed our, our work concerns before the game. You know about how the, the midfield wasn't going to have enough creativity. Uh, Ericsson somehow worming his way back into to the starting eleven despite his abysmal performances um you know we a lot of us said it before the game that it was it was a massive worry and and we were proved right really to the game when uh when La Celso and, and Dombele did so well from the bench it was you know it's it's it was clear to see that they they probably would have had more of an impact from the start um it, it's all very crystal ball you know it's all looking to your crystal ball and, and say 
this could have happened if if uh, if we'd have gone with a different team. But you know, it's disappointing that um, that players who aren't clearly aren't given one hundred percent for the shirt are being preferred for for players who um, who are you know. Because yeah, James, you make a good point, and Steve, it's one I'll raise now. And the fact that you know, let's say four o'clock yesterday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, shall I say, depending when you're listening. The stream of Twitter was a general consensus of people going, oh, what is this lineup? You know, why have we made so many changes? So have you got anything to add on the point as James is making? I mean, would you have made so many changes yourself? As James also says, hindsight is wonderful. And we can all, you know, it's easier to pick the bones out of a team selection now. But, you know, going into the game, did you feel it was the right one? Well, I mean, in the, 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 the Lamella obviously had his uh, probably his best game in a, in a Spurs shirt on Tuesday, uh, but apparently he was injured. Um, so, but I was, funnily enough, on, on Sunday morning I was I was looking forward to seeing Lamella play again because I, I did think he was terrific. And obviously, this is his last chance. And, and I, you know, his whole his attitude um, as it has been all this season has uh, been fully committed. Um, and I thought Liverpool away would be perfect for him. You know, he was pretty good uh, at the Man City game as well. You know, he's an enigma. You never quite know what he's going to do. He's not lived up to, you know, our expectations when we bought him. But, you know, this is his season and it's now or never. So, and I, I think that he's got that in his head. Um, you know, seeing Ericsson back in the side, you wonder what conversations are, are going on. Um, because... You know, the, the, the big thing is, if these players are playing well, then they, they yeah, get, have them in the side. Um, you, know, or, you know, that's another debate you have. You, and that's a hard debate because you go, right, they want to leave. They keep saying they want to leave. They keep moaning, Danny Rose, Ericsson, but they're the best we've got. So we've got to play them. It's a bit like um, Ramsey at uh, Arsenal last year. You know, he, he, he'd already signed for Juventus. Um, and he was still playing week in, week out on the Arsenal side. And why? Because he was putting in 100%. And, and he put in 100% so much that he actually injured himself. So he couldn't play, you know, his swan song. Um, you know, and he was tearful in, in, in that final game for Arsenal because he put so much blimmin' effort in. Well, I wouldn't mind if our players actually did that. And they haven't even got a club. You know, you're looking at someone like Ericsson. He should be playing out of his skin, you know, and, and, and showing that, Real Madrid, what what they're missing, you know, you, you know, he should have should have got me in the summer, um, but he's he's not been very good apart from the first game of the season, so it is a head scratcher why why he keeps getting in the side. Um, yeah, you don't know what goes on behind uh, closed doors. You don't know what's what conversations they're having. Whether Danny Rose, you know, whether whether Pochettino, Santa people like Danny Rose, look. Um, you know, how do, how do you feel? What what are your thoughts? And Danny's going, well, I know I said a few soppy things before, but um, yeah, I do want to be here. And 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 because Pochettino rates him, um, he says, well, you know, you're in the side. I, 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 you don't know what conversations are going on. But again, Danny Rose is making mistake after mistake. Whereas Ben Davis, who, who I always refer to as a sort of a Nigel Winterburn style left back, just no nonsense, just, you know, just a good, solid, professional uh, left back who really should be, you know, our left back, um, especially with the performances. I know that, uh, uh, Ben Davis played at Colchester, you know, but it wasn't his fault, um, you know, why we were so bad there. Um, but he played terrific on Tuesday. He should have been the left back against Liverpool. 
But again, it's like uh, what James said there. It's you know, bring these players in, play the game again. Would would the score be any different? Probably not. No, I think you're right to be honest. I mean, it's not even real disappointment because you're sort of going to Liverpool in the mood we're in beforehand. Obviously, Tuesday raised those expectations a bit more. But, you know, you look at the first quarter of our season and you're sort of thinking, you just don't know what's going to happen, really. So I'm not sort of too annoyed with the fact we did lose. But the manner in which we did, which we'll get to in a minute, is certainly one to uh, to bear with. So, James, I mean, if we look at the game on Sunday, it started well, very well and very early. Going in front after, what, 47 seconds? I'm going to use quite a cliche now, but did we score too early? Because at that point, then you just knew it was going to be wave after wave after wave of red attack. And then ultimately, how do you deal with that? And that's when we sort of come back to not looking as robust as we have been in defence in the past. No, not at all. I think it was a, I think it was a great start to the game. And, and I think it, it, we should have been looking at the mould of, of what teams have done to us coming to White Hart Lane this year. You look at... Um, look at how Villa came to play against us and how Newcastle came to play against us. Um, the the game plan was to snatch a goal on the break, nice and early, and then uh, and then try and try and put two back to four behind the ball and, and cling on for for dear life. And and I think that that would have been a, a a good game plan for us. I think you know we we have to concede that Liverpool are are a, are a better side than us. That they're, they're going to be the team with most of the possession, which is something that we're not used to. Um, and, and they're going to be the ones playing playing the real football. And I think uh, a, a smash and grab one nil or, or or even a draw would have been a, a great result for us. And uh, unfortunately, we we just aren't defensively solid enough to, to to grind out a result like that, which which is a real shame because it was a great start to the game. You know, Sissoko on on his toes straight away. Son doing doing exactly what we want him to be doing when he's when he's playing on that left hand side. Uh, and, and Harry Kane sharp as ever with the finish. Um, so it was a really good start to the game, but I think we just we just aren't solid enough at the back to, to be able to, to, to hold Liverpool uh, at bay for, for so long. And, you know, as soon as you saw them piling on the pressure, you, it was almost inevitable that they were going to grab an equaliser and then and then go on to win the game from there. It's, you know, as, as you rightly say, it's a shame the way it happened, you know, giving away a, a sloppy penalty, which, you know, you could say is 50-50. Um, but but really, we we were always going to concede at Anfield. It was always going to happen. Um, and you know, if if you said that we were only going to lose two one before the game, I think a lot of people would have taken that because uh, I, I I was one person who was who was definitely fearing fearing the worst going to Anfield. I've seen Liverpool dismantle teams this season, and uh, and the way that we've been defending, the way we've been playing all round, I, I really feared the worst. But you know, it's another frustrating one. You know, it gave us a little bit of hope at the start of the game, and and that was quickly snatched away from us. But you know, it, it's it's not our worst performance of recent weeks by far. So you know, if you're looking for positives, then I think there are plenty of them. You know, Paolo Gazzaniga had a, had an absolutely brilliant game, and uh, and and Dombele's cameo from the bench surely means that he he can't be he can't be involved in a bit part role anymore. He has to be. Uh, one of the players that we build our team around. Steve, looking at the first half, there weren't a great deal of chances for us, it must be said. I mean, again, you know, it's all ifs and buts, but if Ericsson's flashing effort after, what, 20, 25 minutes goes to the right side of the post, it's a totally different game, isn't it? Tooling up, and you sort of think there might just be enough to, to withstand it. So it's just, I guess, frustrating, like James says, that we couldn't take those two chances that we uh, were presented with, and then it changes the landscape completely. Yeah, well, I mean... I- I all, I always say that when you play against the top sides, you've got to you've got to hope that you play great, 
um, they have an off day and you get a load of luck. Um, and what, what happened in this game was actually it's the best I've seen Liverpool play all season. Um, I thought they were absolutely brilliant. Some of their balls into the box were so perfectly um, you know, positioned and the speed of them and the trajectory and everything. I thought their, their wing play and, and, and their whole round plays, the best I've seen Henderson play, you know, he wasn't doing all that sideways, backwards passing, was he? He was getting forward. Get, he was playing at a w- winger most of the game. Um, phenomenal performance by Liverpool. They were. It was. At, they, they played brilliantly. Um, we we were better, obviously, than we were against Brighton um, and Colchester. But um, you know, w- w- with with these sort of games, I think we were hoping that uh, it would be a bit of a Man City where we could, you know, we've got enough um, firepower and, and and skill up front to, to uh, snatch, um, you know, another goal, certainly in the second half. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, Sun goes around the goalkeeper and smashes it against the bar. I mean, again, that goes in, 2-0 up. Um, and, you know, Liverpool have then got you know really attack us. And then we might, might have even got on, got on again. Um, and then it's a completely different, you know, you've got Neville and um, Keane after the game. I, I didn't watch it at the time but I've watched uh, you know some clips absolutely and soon it's absolutely ripping Spurs apart um, you know but those these little things you know it doesn't hit the bar we have a, and this is where the luck comes in we have a little bit, bit of luck um, I suppose the, the luck we did get in the match was that Gazaniga uh, made some great saves um, but at the same time you do need this little bit so luck I mean when we lose 1-0 to the Wiggins of the world and, and you know Newcastle no one talks about um, you know, they, Newcastle got lucky. They was like, yeah, they deserve to win. You look at the stats. You know, we had twenty chances, they had three, um, but they're beating us one nil, and, and, and no one cares about the stats. You know, no one cares. Um, and, and this would have been the same. So if we could have any, yeah, if we could have managed to get that second goal, um, and they had thirty chances and we only had four, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, they'd have all said it was a great away performance from Spurs. Um, so, like I say, you, you, those three things, you need them to have an off day, us to play really well, and to have a lot of luck. And, unfortunately, two of those three things um, didn't happen, and we didn't play that great. So, you know, walking away with a 2-1 is probably uh, probably all right. But, look, I mean, it, it's Liverpool away. Um, most of us said it's a write-off. Get it out of the way and let's move on to the next game. And, you know, these next two games are, are so crucial, aren't they? Because we are eight points behind Leicester and Chelsea. And uh, sorry to bang on, um, mate, but Chelsea are looking terrific. Their squad is, you know, look at their bench. It's a good, good squad. All those youngsters, and they've got a brilliant manager, very clever guy. Um, and then you've got Leicester who... You know, one to eleven, and maybe a couple of their subs. Very good as well. Um, so it's going to be hard, really, really hard. Of course, James. Steve just alluded to the reason why we went into the halftime break in front, and that was because of Paolo Gazzaniga and his string of what should we say incredible saves. So, one of the few players that came over credit yesterday, I felt from a goalkeeper point of view, we're looking relatively safe hands without Hugo at the moment, don't we? Yeah, definitely, and he's he's definitely getting lots of practice because of uh, how leaky our defence is. I think. <laughs> yeah, you're not I, wrong. I, I read recently that I think we've we've faced uh, our goalkeepers are to make the most saves out of anyone in in the Premier League, and, and you know that's that just says something about uh, our back four and 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 the amount of protection that our goalkeepers are getting. And 
and it's a good job that we've we've done well. We've had goalkeepers who are who are notoriously good shot stoppers. You know, Larice, excellent shot stopper. Gazaniga, equally a good a good shot stopper. It's just uh, coming down to to the niggly bits. You know, you're handling, you're um, you're kicking, especially. I think it's it's a really important part of the game for a goalkeeper now. And and Gazaniga, he's he's been excellent so far. It's um, it's been obviously it's been a massive opportunity for him with Lloris getting getting the injury. He'll know that as well as as well as we do. And and Pochettino has always had faith in in the guy. You know, the, the, whether the, the them being the same nationality comes into it at all. Um, but it means you know that he's playing with a lot of confidence because the manager's got a lot of confidence in him, and it's it's great to have a goalkeeper that's playing playing well. Um, whether whether or not he'll stick with Gazaniga, if and when Lloris gets back from his injury, it remains to be seen. It depends how uh, how the rest of this kind of probationary period goes, I suppose. Um, but for now, yeah, we're definitely in safe hands, and, and long may it continue. Steve, you mentioned Roy Keane and his criticism. I guess the p- person who got the most of it, or the, the duo, shall I say, Danny Rose and Serge Aurier. He called them dumb and dumber, which perhaps is a little bit harsh from Rose's point of view. But then again, for Serge Aurier, it comes as no real surprise, really. Another reaction which is just erratic, rash in nature, and again, it's proved costly. What do you make of the penalty call? I guess he has to play because he hasn't really got any op- other options, but really that is, I guess, our weak link in the team at the moment. Well, I mean, Foyth played for Argentina in two games. Uh, what was that, two weeks ago? So I don't know why Foyth can get on a plane, uh, you know, and go over to South America and play two full-blooded internationals where he's getting kicked all over the park by, uh, you know, South American wingers. Um, and he can't, you know, come and play for us if if, if right if he is the right back choice because you know obviously Trippi is gone. He, he he's played. Um, I was just having a little look at his uh, how he's getting on in Atletico Madrid. Um, they're they're fourth in the league, but on, on the same points as second, I think. Um, he's played seven out of the ten games, and by all accounts, you know, I'm hearing that he's he's doing very very well. Um, and you know, the fact is that you know w- w- when we sold him, what was the plan for? right back um, and the plan that everyone was saying was that Foyth well Foyth is fit now he's been fit for several weeks um, so why isn't he playing um, uh, so Aurier plays we know what Aurier can do um, he's uh, got uh, we know what's in his locker because we've seen it uh, you know goals uh, power pace but also very very unpredictable um, let's put it that way I think it, the criticism for the penalty is a little bit over the top. Um, the reason for that is a couple of seasons ago, um, Van Dyke did exactly the same thing um, with Lamella, um, you know, final final seconds of the game. And uh, Lamella managed to get his uh, body in between uh, uh, Van Dyke and the ball and then he kicked him out the bum. Um, and of course, all the Liverpool fans said, no, he was pulling his foot away, but, you know, uh, they kicked him. Um, and the similar thing here, you know, he's trying to clear the ball and Mane, very clever, gets in between. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, like Xhaka did on Sun, which was just sliding in, um, uh, you know, or Xhaka against Brighton last year when all they needed to do was win and, and he pulled the guy back. And it was just the most ridiculous, you know, um, penalties to give away. I don't, I don't think it was that that bad. Um, but I don't know why he's in the team. Um, again, he's not he's not so brilliant going forward that you know you can uh, negate the mistakes he makes at the back. Like Carl Walker, 
um, you know, would, would uh, give the ball away quite often. Uh, but he's so fast, he would get back and, 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 um, and recount for his mistakes. Um, Oreo's not, obviously not doing that. And, you know, you look at the team, uh, certainly these players, and you go, what, what is the thinking here? What, because we all want to move on. We all want to progress. We know where we were two, two years ago when we won every game at home or nearly every game at home. Um, and that's from that side. And you think, well, who's the manager? What, you're, you're trying to progress every year. And, and get better and better. And in, in, in most departments, um, we're actually getting worse. Um, so just, but, but I mean, I must say also that the other positive, I think, was um, Sissoko, because um, I think he played quite well. But, um, and that run he did, um, by the way, I want to see that much more often because he's, what is he, about six foot three? You know, big guy. And when he's got the ball, I think that, <laughs> I think the opposition get a bit scared. So, do plenty more of those runs, uh, you know, r- running through midfield. Um, but yeah, as already said, Danny Rose really shouldn't be in the side. Um, he's got a negative attitude. Um, he strops on the pitch as well. Um, and like, you know, some of our friends on other podcasts say, he just because he flays his arms around and he looks a bit passionate, um, people say he should be in the side. But really... Um, you know, I, I'd much rather st- uh, steady Eddie Ben Davis in there. I don't think Ben Davis has done, done too much wrong. James, I was going to mention Danny Rose in my next question. So, you know, his tenure at Spurs, his stint, it's been decent enough, isn't it? You know, he's been part of that sort of golden era that we've had in these last sort of four years. We're not there now. But could you pinpoint his performances? They're almost symptomatic of where the club are right now. And he's almost the poster boy for our current malaise. Yeah, I mean, at Tottenham, we we love using the fullbacks as a, as a bit of a scapegoat, but it, it is it's absolutely no secret that Danny Rose has been has been awful this season. You look at how many goals that we've leaked uh, from from down his flank. You know, from just him being wildly out of position, losing possession needlessly, uh, and his and his final product just just hasn't hit the mark either. So you you really are struggling to to look for any positives. Um, you know, the only positive I can think of is, is his pace. You know, he's, he's still got the pace. He can he can stretch teams at times, but you know, no matter how much space he's in, the the, the final product just doesn't seem to be good enough. Whereas you look at someone like Ben Davis, you know, he's, he, as you rightly say, he's much steadier. He's, he's probably more defensively solid coming from his time at centre back. He, he knows what he's doing, and he's also got the ability to, to deliver a ball. Um, because you know he just looks like he thinks about things a lot more. He's, he's less erratic, and you know you can see the thought process behind behind what he's doing. You know, and he's I, I, this idea that that Ben Davis is doesn't like getting forward, or or he's more of a defensive left back. Isn't is is incorrect? I think just because he's not as fast and it's not erratic, and I guess you say passionate as Danny Rose, doesn't mean that he doesn't know what he's doing when he's going forward. You look back at his Swansea days. We we signed him because he was. His end product was so good, and he, and he loved to get forward at, at, at left back. And you know, maybe we haven't seen as much as that at Spurs, but he, he certainly has never let us down when he's been in the team. So, I, I'd love to see Davies get a run in the team. He's, he's been great for Wales. He's been great when when we called on him, and and I, and I and I called it straight away on Tuesday when when he was straight in the first eleven. Uh, the very first pass he made was a really crisp, really fast ball straight. Into the feet, and just I, I was I was crying out for it. It was absolutely brilliant. You know, straight away he just wanted to get us on the front foot, and 
I, I think he, he certainly is, he deserves a run if, if, if Rose is playing as badly as he's playing. Uh, you know, why not give him a go? And Steve, what did you make of Deli Alley's performance at Anfield? Well, it's not good, is it? Um, he is somebody that, again, should, I think he epitomises the Spurs at the moment um, from two years ago where he was, you know, absolutely brilliant, getting loads of goals, you know, that running behind um, two goals against Chelsea, you know, goal in the World Cup against Sweden, very similar. Um, and just, you know what, the other, the other thing I was going to say about this game is that we, we need to start having more shots because in it, when you're playing against these big sides, um, and, and we see it against us all the time, it, they, they score world-class goals against us. That goal that Watford scored against us is a brilliant, by far the best bit of football they've played all season. Um, it was a great goal. You know, great, long passes, two feet with pace. Um, you know, so Deli Halley needs to get his foot behind the ball. We know he can strike it. He scored a loads of great goals um you know from distance but some of these some of these guys need to think to themselves right i need to i need to get myself um on the score sheet here and they've got the talent to do it um and uh, you know i sound like a broken record but go and look at frank lampard's career because frank lampard has got hasn't got an ounce of the the talent that Deli ali has yet he got 20 goals a season from midfield why because he had shots you know, he, 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 uh, most of his shots went wide or over, but he had a go. Um, and, he, and most of his goals were great goals because they were all pot shots from outside the area. Um, and I just want to see our players do that. Harry Winks, another one. Um, you know, he, he, last week he was one of the most frustrating performances I've ever seen. Um, you know, going back to the Tom Huddleston days of passing it sideways, backwards, standing in the centre circle... You know, just taking the plaudits because he's kept possession. But I'm afraid you've got to you, you've got to take what talent you've got and use it and don't waste it. Otherwise, Harry Winks, and I've said this before, is going to be, you know, West Ham's best player um, because we're going to get rid of him because he's got to do more and he's got the talent to do more. But if he's just going to pass it sideways and backways and, and not have a shot and not try something a bit different, then sorry, but I, I, I can't watch that week in, week out. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's but Deli Ali, you know, I, I, I'd give him, I'd give him five or six more games, and if we're still getting this nonsense, and uh, didn't he, he did an advert or something uh, last week back back doing adverts again, showing off his six pack, you know, you just say no thanks, I think we're done with you, and uh, yeah, again, again, show him the door. Of course, James, if we try and put a positive spin on things, we're just three points off of sixth place in the table. But even saying that is almost a measure of how far we've fallen that we're sort of saying, well, six ain't that far away. Do you know what I mean? It's like the bar's been raised lower and we still can't even reach it at the moment. Yeah, it's it's not a great situation to be in at all at the moment. But I'm still confident that at some point this season we are going to go on a good run of form. You know, we are going to... Uh, have, have four or five games on the trot where where we where we are playing well and we do put the fixtures and we do put the results together. Um, it, you know, at, at the moment we are in danger of, of losing touch with that top six and uh, and which is, just, is is horrible to see really because you know even if you look at the back end of last season when we were when we were playing poorly, it was still uh, top three, top four we were talking about, and then you've got the the Man United Arsenal 
kind of Chelsea kind of little cluster on the edge that that, that we're still trying to break into it. And, and I always thought we you know we we've got more quality on our side and we're a better side than the likes of Man United, the likes of Arsenal. Um, and and you know up until quite recently, I was quite worried about Arsenal. Um, that that being said, I, I still think we've got the quality and we've got the squad that we can turn this around and uh, and we can. And we can again bridge that gap between between us and the, and the top three. I mean, it's going to be uh, Liverpool and, and and City far and away in second again uh, for sure. But it's just how close we can get to that that pack. And, and you'd like to think that third or fourth has to be our target still. Um, I, I, you know, I still think that we we're, we're going to put a good run of form together. Um, I, I just hope that it, it happens soon because the, the more games go past, the the higher the pressure. Is and you know the the pressure is on the manager, the pressure is on the players, and and it's just going to get more and more difficult from here on out. But you know it's it's still it's Pochettino. I think he's still trying to find his best system, his best eleven players to put into that system, and and you just hope that he can find it soon. Because James, I'll stay with you then. Because I was going to say that we're what ten games into the season now, another nine to the halfway point. We almost need now a nine-game unbeaten run. We almost need like no blips whatsoever, and then at least try and take stock at the halfway point. Because if we don't get that run where we've had before, you know, in autumn we seem to sort of get up again, don't we? We hit our stride, and then the season really begins. And we keep sort of saying the season starts now, and then we have another backwards um, performance, and it all sort of sends things in a maelstrom again. So, you know, can you envisage us getting a nine-game unbeaten run? Because at the moment, that's asking quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't say that it will be quite a, a nine-game unbeaten run, but at the moment, I'd take a, a two-game unbeaten run. You know, I'd I'd all I'd love for us to go and put in a really solid, good showing against Everton um, next next weekend. You know, I I think that's that's a massive, massive game for us. It's it's a team that you know you could you could say that they're struggling too. You know, their their boss is under a bit of fire as well. Um, they're a team that with historically done quite well against you know look at how, how well we played there last season it was one of our best games of the season um, I think it's just important that we have a, a confidence boost in result like the one against Red Star but against a team that are of a little more you know a higher calibre and you know we, we beat Red Star we beat them comfortably and, and, and all the talk on Wednesday Thursday Friday was was that Tottenham were back and Tottenham were playing with with a bit of gusto but but with a, take it with a pinch of salt because Belgrade were absolutely awful. Um, so all we need now is, is a performance like that one, uh, a confident performance where we where we grab a few goals, get the result. But against a team that, that, that are respectable, you know, Everton are a perfect team for that. We could, if we go and, and put in a, even a two nil, a three nil performance, and it, it could be the, the result that kickstarts our season. We thought it was going to be the Palace game, you know, the four 0 game against Palace. I thought that that was going to be the game that kickstarted our season because you know we blew them away in the first half. But I think we took the foot off the gas so much in the second half of that game that that it killed our, our, all our momentum going into the future games. Uh, for me, we just needed a ninety-minute performance where we blow a team away, uh, and then that'll that'll kickstart the season. And, and hopefully, from then we can go on a, a, a two, three, four game unbeaten run. Uh, and and hopefully keep on extending that and and keep the form going because you know this team is severely lacking confidence uh, and and there are so many players in in our team and in our squad that rely on on playing football with confidence and you know the likes of Deli Ali if he's playing with his head in the ground 
you know, you talk about confidence. Deli Ali plays football best when he's mad. You know, when when he gets when he gets a niggle, when he gets in a scrap, he'll have the best. You know, that's when he's playing his best football. And I, I think you know, if we go back a few years in in the season where where we lost the title to Leicester, um, and Deli Ali was uh, he was suspended for for the punch on Claudio Jakob against West Brom. I think since then he's he's been told to to calm down to to look after himself to be careful in case you know in case that happens again. But I think we've we've killed a bit of the we've extinguished a bit of the flame inside Deli Ali. We've we've killed his fire, and uh, and for me I think we need to we need to find that angry Deli Ali. We saw it in uh, the last part of the uh, the Watford game. You know he had a bit of a tussle with someone, and and from then on the last ten minutes he was relentless. He was playing some great football, and and he managed to snatch himself a goal. So. Uh, we, we need to play with a bit of confidence. We need to play with a bit of fire, and uh, and we need to get a, a run of games going. Because Steve, if you look at the bigger picture, we are eight points off the top four, and that's with Leicester in the mix. You know, it's not just the big six; it's the Super Seven now. So the season is just about salvageable, but it's going to need a run of results soon. And you know, can you see a launch pad happening anytime soon, or is it going to be this sort of you know a win here, hopes raised? then a loss and it's just going to be you know forwards backwards forwards backwards all season because also you probably have to anticipate another blip further down the season because that's what happens as well so you know we're sort of giving quite a head start to the teams above and we have to start clawing this back one soon don't we yeah i mean I, we've got the two most difficult games out of the way uh, the two away games against City and Liverpool. So they're done. Um, which is, which, and we got one point from that, of course. We've done Arsenal away, of course. We've still got United away uh, and Chelsea later on in the season. Um, we, you know, Everton is probably the, the perfect team to play. Um, they're not in the bottom three, so it's not like win, you know, win or bust for them. Um, they're bang out of form. They want to sack their manager, the, the, you know, the, play, um, the fans do. Um, and you know, and Everton are obviously a team that are are never going to, especially at home, aren't going to put two banks of four there. You know, if anything, they will play like Red Star did and, and just come out and, and, and try and play their football and enjoy themselves. Um, and then hopefully we've got the the players to get around the back and and uh, and pick them off. Um, you know, players like Son. I want to I want to see him start every single match now. No more. You know, uh, he's he's just a fantastic player. Um, and we've got to just play him every game. Deli Ali. Uh, I, I really. You know, look. If he wants. Wants to start again? You have a conversation with him. Do you want to stay at the club? What do you want to do? Because at the moment, you know, there's no point you playing. But also Lacelso. You know, if he's fit, let's have a. I don't. I couldn't tell you if he's any good or not yet. I'm not. You know, I've seen him pass the ball, but I want to see what he's all about. Uh, Sessignon as well. Is he? He's fit now. Why hasn't he uh, been given a game yet? It's like. Um, you know, we're waiting for the perfect game to bring them in. Well, just bring them in. <laughs> you know, we played uh, uh, Walker Peters, didn't we, against um, Barcelona because uh, we didn't have anybody else. And apart from the first, uh, you know, mistake, um, you know, he was fine after that. Um, so, you know, we got, we got to blab these people, see what, see what they're all about. Um, and it, the, the, thing, <laughs> the thing is, I was thinking about this, uh, give you a situation, a scenario. Or, uh, you know, we, 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 we uh, carry on the rest of the season doing similar to what we're doing now. And we finish 10th, all right? So no Europa, uh, n- nothing. Arsenal do get Europa. So they're, they're in the Europa. Sitting around the pool, he's chatting to an Arsenal fan. You know, not, uh, 
fairly unpleasant. But would you, would you rather be in a situation where you're back in Europa once again or where you're, when you've got no European football and you can really focus on the domestic cups and the league? Because don't forget that Leicester, when they won the league, they went out of all the, all the cups. Uh, we knocked them out, obviously, of the, uh, the FA Cup early on, so they didn't have to worry about that. Um, and when, uh, when, when Chelsea won the league last, they, they, they'd finished, a t- I think, 10th in the league before. Um, so they didn't have any European football whatsoever, and they won in, went on and won the league because they didn't have that distraction. So, you know, this is another debate I've had with other people about Europa, but for goodness sake, I, I, I think I'd rather fin- I know this wasn't the question, but I think I'd rather finish 8th or 9th um, and not have to deal with Europa rather than go back into the Europa Cup and have Thursday night Sundays and, and, and all that business going on. Um, because, you know, looking at it, it is going to be really, really hard to get in the top four. The only way I can see us doing it, obviously, is if we buck our ideas up, which we're fully capable of doing. But also, if Leicester has, have a few injuries. I don't think Chelsea have got anything to worry about because I think their squad is good enough. But when you look at Leicester, if they lose Vardy... If they lose, you know, a centre-back, if they lose Morrison, um, you know, I think they will struggle because I don't think they've got the players to come in. Whereas you look at our, you look at our bench on, on Sunday. I mean, that was a very strong bench. And there's even players that weren't on the bench that I think could, you know, could do well. So I think, I think we've got the squad. Obviously, there are areas that we need to sort out, um, you know, full-backs, for example. But, you know, we, we, we have got... Davis and, uh, and a right back, you know, hopefully fourth. Um, but I, I certainly don't want to see Oria play there, play there again. So look, I, I'm sure we will. Um, at some point, normally over Christmas we go on a little run, don't we? But uh, you know, while, whenever the, when other teams start losing some players, you know, start getting some injuries, um, I think you know we might we might be uh, you know in a better position. Um, you know, here's fingers crossed on that. Well, James, I did actually ask you that question last week, didn't I? I said, do we need a sort of real boom and bust season where we finish 10th and just then can clear the decks? And obviously Steve's coming it from the, you don't want to be in the Europa League point of view as well, which is sort of an extra addition to that. But we sort of came to the, the same conclusion that you're not wishing Spurs to finish 10th, but if it's sort of 6th or 10th, there is some mileage in the latter, isn't there? Yeah, I think I think we, we went from it from the angle that kind of Daniel Levy needs needs the uh, the... The shock therapy of of Tottenham not being successful for a season. I think you know that that's the only thing that's going to get him to to sit up and notice is 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 if we don't deliver the results and we don't deliver the I guess the revenue that we have for the last couple of seasons because he's been getting away with it for for a, a number of years now. You know, not spending big in, in the transfer market, not helping Maurizio Pochettino to refresh the squad, uh, and yet we've still delivered you know a Champions League final, top four football. Uh, and I think the one thing that would really hit hit him in the face and slap him in the pocket um, would be would be having a season where we don't finish it with European football or or we don't finish in the Champions League and and we just have a, an unsuccessful season all round. Um, you know, it could be the complete revamp that we need. But that being said, it, it wouldn't be very nice. <laughs> I, I love watching Tottenham in Europe. It's 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 my you know it's it's my favourite thing. I think if we if we're not competing in Europe, then. Um, we, we're not a big club, and we're not going to be able to attract the players, and it's and it's also just less enjoyable. But um, you know, if it's kind of it's one of those, it might have to get worse before it gets better. 
But if you look at Leicester and Chelsea, when they won the league, though, they didn't have... They, they, they basically went Saturday to Saturday or Sunday to Sunday without any, uh, any other distractions and certainly not a Thursday night game. So I just think that we, we would be in a much better position um, going into next season if we didn't have to play on a Thursday night. Um, because also, you know, that, that, that stadium, uh, will, will we get the crowds there? Will it all start getting embarrassing? Like, like that, you know, you watched that Arsenal game the other night. You know, you can virtually see the, the white cannon in, in the main stand because there's so few people there. Um, and I've never been a fan of the Europa League anyway. I think, it, I think it's Mickey Mouse. Uh, even if we win it, I'm, I'm, where I was saying that, if you do win it, of course you um, you get back in the Champions League. But um, I don't know. Right, let's look ahead very very quickly to the weekend as we're now going to start our prediction game. How it's going to work is that me, James, and Carl, the regulars, are going to obviously have a pick each week, and the guests will be represented by someone different each week, and they'll sort of work together throughout the season. So it's going to be three points for the the exact correct score, one point for the correct outcome. No points if you completely bust. So, obviously, Carl's not on the show tonight, but he's been kind enough to radio in his prediction for Sunday, and he's going to go for a one-all draw, which is not quite confident, but I can understand his um, his theory behind that. So, Carl's gone for the Goodison draw. Um, I'm going to be quite lax that you can have the same score. I, I don't mind if you want to go for that as well, um, but it would be a little bit more interesting if you could think of different scores, but don't feel you have to pick a different one. So, as you're the guest, Steve... And you're representing the guests this season for the first time. What do you think will be the score come Sunday? I'm going to go for um, I'm going to go for a two-two. Two, oh, Desmond, Desmond two-two. Right, okay. Yeah. It's uh, not looking too good on the uh, confidence front. But James, what have you got for me? Is there a a, um, a more hopeful prediction from you? Yeah, I'm going to be a bit more positive. I think I think we'll definitely concede, but I'm going to go two-one uh, Tottenham. I think we. I think we perform well at Goodison. I think uh, I think we'll come away with with the, with the W. And I'm going to continue that confidence streak. I'm going to go for a clean sheet, and I reckon two nil. So there you go. So like I say, we'll review them next week very quickly, and then we'll have the next ones. So um, just to recap, Carl's gone for one all. Steve's gone for two all. James gone for a two one away win. I've gone for a two nil away win. And that pretty much is it for the show. Before I send off everyone, I need to do the admin. So first up, obviously, I need to thank my guest, Steve. Thanks for being our first ever guest. I hope you enjoyed it and you'll uh, come back at some point during the season. Yes, please. Thank you. Not a problem, mate. Also, James, thanks very much for your time. Always a pleasure, mate. Thanks for having us. Fantastic. Also, if you have any questions or comments for next week, please send them either to me at DanTracy1983 or COYS underscore COM. Engagement is what we want, as then we can discuss the points that you want to hear. Also, if you want to be on the show, why not uh, get in touch with me on my personal Twitter account? We're always happy to have guests, and we're going to need a lot of them between now and the end of the season. So please, if you want to air your viewpoints, do get involved. And that's it then. So with that said, it just leads me to say that my name's Dan Tracy, and as always... Come on, you Spurs. Hey, you Spurs!